Hey guys, and welcome to the next episode of the Shane Walsh Fitness Podcast. So today's episode is episode 114 or episode 114. I'm um, listening to little old me talking into a microphone. So today's episode is with Maeve Kavanagh. So Maeve is one of those people that a lot of messages were coming in over the last few weeks in order to get Maeve onto the podcast. So obviously I reached out. Um, so guys, if you want anyone on, please do message me and I will continue to reach out to people as much as I can. So Maeve is at pretty princess underscore fitness on Instagram and she's an online coach based over in Perth. She's the owner of pretty princess fitness, which is an online coaching services, providing customized one-to-one training and nutrition uh, programs to kick-ass ladies around the globe. She's also an MNU graduate in training, and we're going to definitely talk about that. She's an IFBB bikini competitor, and she's a nutrition warehouse brand ambassador as well. Uh, so I'm really, the, the chat with Maeve is incredible. We kind of talk about competing. We talk about her go-to foods for going on a diet. We talk about not every day being perfect and, and how to kind of get around that, the common struggles girls and we all face when kind of putting on a little bit of muscle and how to get away from that dealing with fluctuations as a woman talking about if it fits your macros um i'm talking also about eating like an asshole uh, and the secret of getting ahead is getting started so it's, it's a really really in-depth episode and i'm super excited to, to for you guys to hear it before i go into the episode this episode is sponsored by let's get checked so i have been working with let's get checked for the last little while they've sponsored a few of the episodes at this stage and, uh, and let's get checked are are, are are incredible i wouldn't put my name to anything if i didn't think that it would have been be of use to you guys so what's let what let's get checked offer you guys and everyone that uses it is the chance to get your bloods done without having to go to the gp so the gp will take your blood using a needle uh, and send it off to a lab to get the results done so what let's get checked is it allows you to send the kit to your house there's no needle it literally pricks your finger and it goes into takes a blood sample and that blood sample will be sent off to the lab for analysis and you'll get a phone call within three to five working days um and if you when you order your kit it takes about 24 hours to arrive and you can get vitamin d you can get your iron vitamin b12 your male hormones your female hormones and i've used these quite a few times i have to get my bloods done every kind of quarter every six months and i cannot uh, thank these guys enough for coming on board i'm super excited so hand on heart i do have an affiliate link and if you type in when you're going to your checkout and type in SWF, you will get a 30% discount off your first time purchase. So guys, without further ado, I hope you guys enjoy the episode with Maeve as much as I did recording it. Maeve, thank you so much for coming on to the podcast. How are you? I am great. Thanks for having me. So Maeve, I've given you a brief intro before we came on. So I'm going to let you tell your kind of like how you kind of got into the whole fitness realm. We were talking off air as well about kind of like the, the, the crappy jobs we've both had as well before we kind of get into the, the fitness thing. How did you kind of get into the world of fitness and then kind of get into the world of competing and stuff like that? Um, okay, so two very different ones there. I guess I was competing before um, I had this as my full-time job. Um, fitness. I think I've always kind of been active but not into the gym that was kind of very after college like when I started working and stuff um and I just kind of you know like anyone went did the classes or whatever and then I just kind of got into the gym gym with the big scary men and loved it I just loved training um and got really into food and recipes and stuff and 
just realized that it was something that I was really passionate about. So that's how I kind of decided like, oh, I'll go and do my original search and um, PT and sports nutrition and stuff. Um, and I was still working with cabin crew and um, did that for years, briefly did a little bit of PT in Ireland. Then when I came over here, um, I had done some traveling, kind of got here, worked in the, yeah, crappy you know working holiday visa jobs no fun no money um and I was actually on prep when I arrived here so I'd done one show in Ireland and then as soon as I landed in Australia I started prep for the Arnold um and then was doing that um fast forward and I actually was coming to the end of my working holiday visa and nobody would hire me in Australia and that's when I was like you know what today is the day I'm going to make it happen so it was obviously it was something I was doing on the side um for a long time and then it was the fact that I could get no job and it was exactly the kick up the bum that I needed because it would have been really difficult to walk away from a job um I think when I knew I was making money and stuff but I just poured my heart and soul into it um did the Phil Graham course so just learned a lot about like business and kind of stuff that no one tells you about so that was really helpful and um, so that's how I kind of got up and running with business wise so I'm at that out of my own full time from August last year so August 2019 yeah um with competing it, I, it actually wasn't always a goal of mine because I wasn't into the gym that long um and it just I, it was just something that I never thought that I would be able to do like you know I kind of just the stereotypical image in my head and kind of thought I knew what like prep was going to be and I was just like nah just no that does not sound like a fun time um but then I guess from just following the right people and watching people go through prep not easily but healthily and kind of a way I thought that was definitely not like what I had in my head at all um and so I was like you know what I, I I kind of feel like I'm at the stage where I want to challenge myself I don't think I'd have to make a million sacrifices like I what I didn't I don't really drink I it's not like I was going out all the time I was flying so I was never off at weekends it just wouldn't have been a massive lifestyle change for me I was training all the time anyway so um I prepped with recalibrated bodies for my first show. Absolutely loved it. And that was just me hooked on it. Like, um, so yeah, did the Arnold's over in Australia mm -hmm. and taking this year off to enjoy some donuts. <laughs> <laughs> I think you're the sec I had a uh, Katie Smith on as well. He's I know has worked with Amanda and Daniel yeah. as well. Um, and she, she, she praises the, the guys over there yeah. uh, a lot as well. But it's 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 interesting to hear that you followed people who were kind of doing it the right way. Yeah. Because I've had a good few people on who have, by their own admission, have done it the wrong way. Yeah. Have done it very wrong and messed themselves up and potentially ruined their own perspective on how they look and yeah. how they feel. Is there anyone that you would kind of advise to kind of either a girl or a lad? that is looking to kind of get into that realm is there anyone that you would potentially recommend to follow um the the two people that i watched during prep was amanda and siobhan 
Um, obviously, Amanda still being into it, Siobhan isn't, but, you know, like, Amanda had prepped Siobhan and it was really, really interesting to watch that and just know that you kind of have a, a normal life. Um, well, normal-ish. <laughs> normal versus a bodybuilder. Um, I, I follow so many people. Um, I think if I had to give someone advice that wanted to, wanted to get into it was... Um, number one make sure you actually are at a decent level be be very honest with yourself and be very real with yourself and not not to put yourself down or anything but be realistic like are you at a stage where you have enough muscle built where you're you know like your calories are high enough all that kind of stuff to even consider doing a prep um, and then do massive amounts of research into the coach you're going to get because the horror stories come from people who have had horrible coaches and put them through horrible preps with horrendous protocols. Um, but I'm really passionate about showing people that it doesn't have to be like that. You can get shredded and peeled to the bone and, you know, eat a milk every day if you want to. Like, I'm not advising that, but I think people just need to um, find a coach that they're going to work really well with as well. Um, because even different coaches with the same approaches are very different personalities and you need to get so close to that coach and so intimate with that coach and you know like it's a big relationship so you need to be very trusting and very comfortable in it and um, so I definitely think kind of speaking to a few different coaches and just kind of feeling that vibe is really important. Yeah, I think one someone I can't remember who said it that they also kind of spoke to a couple of previous clients from those coaches if they could because generally they yeah. put up their transformations up on their social media. It's potentially reaching out to those could be an option as well, or else if they've done client testimonials or something like that, generally they'll get that. You've spoken about at the beginning about kind of um, moving around from jobs to jobs and kind of that side of things. Obviously, with what's going on now, it's a little bit different here than it is over in Oz uh, at the minute. But have you got any advice for anyone that's potentially looking to make a change or a career change? Obviously, some people would have to be forced into that in a way, but we always have a choice in what route we can go down. What would your advice be to your younger self and what advice would you have to anyone kind of looking to make a change in their career? Okay, so I'm such a random thing. I honestly used to think, okay, I'll go and be like a bank manager. I'll make loads of money. I'll work nine to five. And, oh, this is going to be great. Like, oh, God. So I did the college thing and I did the interning in, you know, one of the big four and I did all of that. And I was like, this is not for me. Like, it's just not the life that I thought it kind of was and I was just like no I just need a little bit more freedom and I think um we've all definitely taken jobs because oh I need a job and oh I need money and that kind of stuff um and I remember I was doing something in Ireland before I left and I honestly went to work crying because I was just like this is just not this is not what I want to do like and it happens so many people like that's not a you know a really rare thing to happen like people really hate their jobs sometimes <laughs> and I was just like okay I need to make this change and anyway went for an interview and an opportunity came to go back flying and I actually thought I was going to be taking a pay cut at the time and I didn't care I was just like no I it's life is way too short to to feel that bad about something you're doing that much of the time you know um 
I think your yeah your just mental health like suffers so much when you're that upset kind of on a daily daily basis so um obviously it's a little bit hard to just get up and walk away from a desk one day um you know as much as I'd love to say just do it and just go like you need to be realistic as well obviously so um I wouldn't stay in a job I hated but I would be a little bit smart about it I'd obviously do interviews and apply for stuff and actively um look for other things and figure out what you really want to do and then see you later thanks yeah I think I know talking to a few people over lockdown there's a lot of that kind of like self-reflection stuff going on at the minute I think what I've tried to say to people anyway is is there something that you're interested in doing um I don't like if you are interested in say I don't know I'm going to pick a random thing I don't know why it's coming to my head but basket weaving or cooking biscuits or flower arrangements or yeah whatever it is yeah exactly uh and that's your thing could you do it as a mixer at the minute yeah. and then get it up to a level that like you will probably have to eat shit for a few weeks a yeah. few months even a year like yeah you're gonna have to because you've had to eat shit for the beginning of your career you can't expect to be like the ceo at the beginning of any career yeah. um and potentially do an upskill or do it a course like there's so many courses out there I um think, i know money made. yeah i think covid like has definitely been good in that regard that people are kind of forced to think about what is really important what they really enjoy what you know they kind of have more time to think about those things so I think there are some positives from the last few months it's definitely made me think yeah it's definitely definitely made me reevaluate things like when we went through lockdown the first one it was like I didn't realize how much I actually missed the gym and I think people realised that and then they were jumping around the living room and the kneecaps were up. <laughs> no one ever wants to do a Bulgarian split squat off a couch again. No, <laughs> no, I definitely do not. Or doing uh, lat raises with bottles of wine. Oh, God. Uh, 50 reps each yeah. time. <laughs> yeah, like the reps, they just lost count after a while. Oh. Um, but we learned a lot of things kind of during lockdown. I think that was the biggest thing that I think a lot of people have put a lot of other people first before yeah. themselves before lockdown they kind of gave in to societal norms of i must run myself into the ground in yeah. order to make a living and i've been guilty of that i think we were both talking off air about the beginning of lockdown we're kind of freaking out about where the business will go mm-hmm. but i think for ourselves it's kind of not about working harder it was probably about working a little bit smarter and saying right what do i actually want yeah i think you because you worked with phil graham you'd be kind of that ideology anyway it's not about kind of trying to ram down your thoughts down someone's throat it's kind of yep. saying this is what i think and yep. if someone latches on to happy days um you spoke about there about kind of going into the big boy area into the gym yeah. for the very first time how did you get over that because that is a massive thing it's for lads and girls i yep. know i was that person growing up and because i was always the skinny skinny gangly awkward teenager and into my 20s um and stuff like that and I think girls do struggle with it how did you kind of get over that little barrier they do um and I was not the the skinny teenager (laughs) um I remember the first time someone was teaching me how to deadlift I was absolutely mortified like standing there in front of all the lads and I was just like oh god um but I really feel like a lot of people 
would benefit if they just like and loads of gyms do this most gyms do you know like the intro sessions why do people not use that that is there to show you how to use a machine to show you where everything is to show you you know just around get you more comfortable and familiar like those sessions the intro sessions are so valuable like they're so good just go and get a feel for it and you don't it's it's not as scary when you understand it like everything it's not as like daunting and you know once you understand you know that oh that's for that and that's for that and oh yeah this is over there and I can just throw my headphones on and know what I'm doing now you know after a few little PT sessions and I really feel like not enough people make use of those things but I think the scary thing is that people think that people are watching them and that's why they're so scared when they go in and like it's as years go on I just notice it so much more that nobody cares like nobody cares what someone over the other side of the room is doing I can say this without caring I am more interested in how pumped my shoulders look in the mirror than what Mary is doing over there do you know like no one like who is actually there to train bats an eyelid and I think when people actually realize like oh yeah they're not there to watch me not being able to squat properly they're there to do their own you know it's yeah it's it's it, like I've definitely been there and I think from working face to face and working in in a gym you could definitely see yeah. more so girls and this isn't me being sexist but more so girls staying over towards the kind of astro area yeah. just doing kind of like kickbacks and stuff like that I'm like you're not really going to grow what you want to grow there unless, no. without kind of going no. over to the big boy area um I think if you can get a coach or if you can get a PT that actually cares yeah. and as a human I think that's the biggest thing because I think there's too many coaches and PTs out there that are a little bit more robotic yeah. and it's about finding like it's almost like going for an interview but interviewing the PTs yeah or else it's doing like speed dating with the PTs or swiping yeah um yeah. and seeing which one actually matches yourself um you're really you're incredible for giving out kind of like the shopping guides and going to the shops and doing those and that was one of the biggest things so a few of my before you guys would go into this a few of my clients have asked for you to come on so that's what and they were that asking that shopping guides because uh, it's gas when i used to when i used to go to different countries um the first thing i do was google what the grocery stores are i just have this weird obsession with like groceries i don't know what it is but i just love it and i love like visiting new shops but yeah i love um i love grocery finds and i love doing the hauls <laughs> <laughs> no it's a it's an awesome feature it definitely it definitely helps people and what are your kind of what would be your kind of go-to foods when you're on either prep or on a diet because i think that is one of the biggest things that people kind of freak out about that they potentially can't have certain foods yeah and uh, that hurts myself it's yeah no it also hurts myself um so i'm on a fat loss phase at the moment um i'm about eight nine weeks in and I, I don't mind eating them very similar things every day. I know some people are a bit like, mm, but I tend to eat a lot of the same foods as I do when I'm not dieting. But maybe like I won't eat bagels because they're pretty high. I'll, you know, stick to like 
brown bread or like muffins oh, you know the breakfast muffins and crumpets and stuff like that and you know pasta will just go I just can't can't justify that on a diet um so I eat a lot of things like egg white omelets um big like big salads um for volume we have these like low carb potatoes over here which are a godsend um they're nothing like Irish spuds but they're grand um a lot of smoothies um and I try to eat my protein rather than like use a lot of bars and stuff like that I know people like bars for a sweet fix but um I'm not mad at them unless I'm re I'm out on the go and stuff like that they're fine for snacks eat a lot of um Greek yogurt bowls love them with fruit and like sugar-free jelly um that's like one of my fave like healthy desserts um I eat stuff like the casein custard bowls and um what do I have for brekkie oh I eat all all the time oats are a staple all year round um when I was doing my first prep when I was working up in Scandinavia I did bring food but like I was away for a week at a time so I couldn't bring a week's worth of food with me um, and I was like changing hotels every day so by the kind of you know the fifth day the food had all gone and I know word of a lie I think I had three bowls of oats a day like every week because it was just like I was full I liked them like it was fine um yeah I just I'm pretty conscious of eating for volume because I am very hungry all of the time I wake up hungry, go to bed hungry. I'm just really hungry as a person. And so I really need to make that effort to include a lot of volume to stay full. Um, I think I, I'm all about like flexi dieting, obviously, and I like to include things, but I would never leave myself starving because that's just a disaster waiting to happen, you know? So like, instead of having when I'm not dieting I can go to a cafe and I can you know have breakfast and I can have a muffin and a juice and all of those things with it but I'll not do that when I'm dieting because I will be eating my fingers for the rest of the day um so yeah it's just like an Ireland is so much easier to diet in let me tell you because they don't turkey isn't a thing here so I can't get like turkey burgers and nothing like that um so it's a little bit more limited here but it's just kind of the same stuff like just I eat for nutrition obviously when I'm when I'm dieting because I want to feel not like crap um but I will always allow some something that I enjoy not necessarily a treat like because I really enjoy a bowl of chocolate oats like they're really nice they taste sweet I'll have a salted caramel greek yogurt doesn't have to be a muffin but I will make sure I'm still really enjoying my food um and so I think that kind of differs person to person. I know what food I love. I'll just keep eating that on a fat loss phase. So I just think when people realize, oh, I don't need to cut like all of the food I love, then it gets a little bit easier. Yeah, no, I, I think that's the hardest part for a lot of people is I think they have to restrict in order to go on a diet. Well, yeah. it's kind of just trying to find that balance. That balance, balance can be put up on a pedestal though, I think for a lot yeah. of people. I think a lot of people don't realize what balance actually is. And then... I think after like three days, they just have to go on the salads. I've been there. I was, I was that person. Salads Monday, like go out in the pace Friday, Saturday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, we salads Thursday back out on it. And I'd be just like that vicious circle. Obviously we can't do that now, but what would, 
what are your kind of go-tos or how do you kind of prepare for kind of like meals out or social occasions and stuff like that because that that's very difficult for a lot of people yeah it is um so i really like eating out like i love my brunches love meeting the girls for food um what i will do especially if i'm dieting now i don't go out as much when i'm dieting because just it's just effort um but when i am or if i want to get an uber eats and i totally can but i'll be wise with my choices still so i know like i'm not gonna you know get it three in one with chicken balls when i'm dieting because no like no but i might be able to get a thai um stir fry with some jasmine rice and that's sure it's the same as the dinner you'd cook at home you know macro wise it's totally cool so i think when you're a little bit more in tune with what um kind of calories and macros are in what it gets so much easier to eat out so i'll always look at the menu beforehand even you know even if it's not something i, I want to track when i'm not um dieting i'll still you know want to look because i want to make sure it's something i like but definitely when i'm dieting i will make sure that i check the menu and input it into my fitness pal before i go and then the rest of the day i just fill with whatever you know fits into the remainder um and yeah i i find it fine now because i guess i've just been tracking for so long it gets a little bit easier than if i do even just have something that i haven't planned i know oh yeah that's whatever amount and i can kind of allow for it so i think the more you track the easier it gets to then have a little bit more freedom yeah that makes plenty of plenty of sense why do you think people are so scared of tracking though of tracking when they go out yeah they don't know in general they don't want to know well when they go out i think but also i think it's a little bit of a lack of a knowledge and um, when they go out because people don't realize like that's probably cooked in a lot of oil you know whereas you wouldn't yeah. do that at home so they're like oh well yeah it's that's chicken that's healthier that's fish that's really healthy but they don't realize what you know it's been marinated in or dressed in or whatever so um or then if they do that can cause them a lot of anxiety and guilt and you know stuff like that um for actually eating it um yeah i think with, like my fitness pile is kind of one of these things that i've used to put a pedestal way too much but it can be put up on a pedestal in relation to like it is a tool but yeah. it isn't the only tool yeah i think if you are potentially working with a coach or anything like that more often than not they will kind of work with you on your portion control yeah uh, on that side of things because even the most experienced kind of person using my fitness pile is probably could be easily 10, 15, 20% off what they're using. Yeah. So if you are out, if you are out for a meal and you think the meal is probably like say 700 calories, it's more than likely nine or yeah. 900, 1200 yeah. calories. Oh, I'll always add yeah. in, like I'll just add extra oil to anything I ever eat out because I just, I know there's calories somewhere that, you know, are just hiding. <laughs> Yeah, no, like one of my clients is a chef and he openly, like one of the first conversations I was kind of asking about how the preparing of the food and stuff like that. And he goes, yeah, we're told to put in oil. We're told to yeah. put in butter to make it tasty. Our number one job is make it to get it, yeah. make it tasty because we want you to come back. Yeah. It's not about kind of being the healthiest food no. in the world. It's it's literally about getting bums on seats yeah. to get them to come back. Yeah, It's nothing, It's yeah. so I think if you want to use my fitness pal, use it. It's a good tool at the very beginning um but if you feel like you're getting a little bit like 
annoyed with kind of the, the tracking and stuff like that and you are working with someone i think it's important that you do verbalize that to your coach and potentially work on the photos yeah. or work on something yeah. don't necessarily think mary down the road if mary down the road is listening to this needs to go and weigh their food yeah yeah um because i think some people think as soon as they hear my fitness pal like oh, i have to go and weigh every single gram of oat if yeah. i'm one gram over of my oats <laughs> i've fucked up the whole thing yeah but also i think it's really handy if you weigh you know let's say you have a you eat pretty similar every day and you track for even a month right and you know oh yeah i take a spoon of those oats or whatever and that's about 30 grams or whatever so even just from tracking for a few weeks to just kind of get a rough ballpark figure of you know what stuff weighs or you know if i have a scoop of that that's grand and then then you don't have to track do you know because you're you have that little bit of kind of um knowledge built up about i don't have to input numbers and i don't have to weigh every single thing and i can just kind of continue eating the way i am because they've yeah like yeah like i think the kind of potentially what you exactly what you said about kind of that one month of tracking could give you the freedom for potentially the rest of your life regarding kind of knowing what you're if you're eating the same food i i normally eat the same food monday to friday yeah it's on the weekends where stuff will yeah will change up well it, well it used to but yeah it's that weekend where people week. are going out for food they're getting uber eats they're going for drinks they're doing all that type of stuff and like oh you might think you're being really healthy oh i'll just have like um whole grain on scrambled eggs but they don't realize there's about 20 grams of butter in the scrambled egg a can of cream uh they're also going to butter your toast uh you know, all this kind of stuff. Whereas if you say, yeah, I'll have sourdough, poached egg, butter on the sides and, you know, blah, 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 rather than just like eating something and not having that knowledge behind you. Yeah, I think also you need to enjoy your meals out if you are getting meals out as well. Because I think, especially with what's going on, it's important to be able to enjoy the occasion, enjoy the company. Yeah. rather than kind yeah. of stressing out and i think if you can control that especially even for what you said there about the month if you can even like if you know you're going to be having a busy month of social life even kind of say to yourself right if i've got say four weekends out i'm going out for dinner every four those four weekends what can i do to kind of create that habit going forward i can look at the meal beforehand i can say right how am i going to get my protein in how am i going to get my veg in maybe order an exercise of veg if you want to have the chips have the chips but i order an exercise of veg just yeah. to kind of cover that base and, that, and I guarantee you probably won't eat the chips if you're kind of putting that as you've spoken about yeah. the volume into and your stomach I think that day, yeah. if you're making sure okay really high protein breakfast like nice like big volume kind of lunch with loads of protein like you're not going to be picking as much and you know less less risk of going full effort mode yeah and then press reset yeah <laughs> And then press reset because that's the hardest part for a lot of people is like they get the, the, the salty food or else they've had a few drinks they get feel a little bit dehydrated the next day a little bit sorry for themselves and they're like will i get a dominoes and it's just like no just kind of like focus on what you can if you're going to go out for a walk even go for a coffee or whatever maybe yeah. uh the next morning or get your have the kind of the catch up the next morning with the friends and go for a breakfast and just get out and about and i guarantee you'll feel better you'll probably sleep better that night as well because you yeah. haven't got a full night's sleep yeah. previous, yeah, that's what I say. if previous. people are, are planning drinks like any other girls i'll say okay well schedule your rest day for the next day because you, even if you do go train it's not going to be a fantastic session so schedule the rest day and go for a walk and that is all i say in regards to training um and then 
pre-plan your food as much as possible. If you know you're going to wake up dying for a McDonald's breakfast, plan it. Like, just plan it. If you don't eat it, you don't eat it. You can have something else. And if you're, you know, feeling fine and you want your poached eggs, yeah, great, eat that. But there's no point in saying, oh, I'll be really good and I'll have a kale juice when I wake up. Like, will you feck? You won't. Like, you know, you need to be realistic. Um, so that's definitely a thing. Like, if you know, oh, I really like pancakes or whatever, and well, then just make your protein pancakes in the morning and you're really going to enjoy them rather than trying to force an omelette into you when you're dying, you know? <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly, 100%. And then you've also talking about kind of like not every day is going to be perfect. I think people have this ideology of perfection, but I don't even know what perfection is. If you can define perfection, for me, um, perfection for you will be completely different. Very different. Can you kind of of go on that? How can people kind of move away from that ideology? Yeah, and this is actually something I'm working on a lot because I'm used to being very adherent, very planned, very like in a routine, I guess, from prepping. And the one thing I said this year, I because I'm not competing this year, I'm not competing next year, I want to really work on being okay with things not being perfect every day you know whereas in prep it's just there's no question I'm getting it right that's it's just you know there's no other option but now I was like okay I actually need to go the other way now and actually not learn how to have a social life but you know kind of when you're just in that bubble um and then it's afterwards I'm like okay you need to actually go and enjoy things and it's okay not to be perfect every single weekend like if you want to go to a festival and enjoy yourself and not track that day that is okay and that is allowed you know and um, that's a normal human thing to do whereas I just was oh I was just so used to being so on point so that's definitely a work in progress and um, but I think when I posted about the not every day was going to be perfect I think I was on maybe day 10 of low days or something and I just I knew my strength wasn't going to be unreal. So I went in and it was just accepting the fact that, okay, maybe you're probably not going to get a PB today. And that's totally fine. So what can we do to still make it a really good session? Um, so like there was no point in me trying to go for like strength reps and deadlifts that day. And I just knew that. So it's like, okay, right. I'll adapt the session. I will, you know, what can I do? Bam, bam, bam. And being fine with not freaking out that I couldn't do exactly what was planned for that day. And that, but that to me was progress because I would have freaked out a year ago. So I think, yeah, when you when you accept that it is okay. Now it's not okay to do that all of the time and not be consistent at all because you're not going to get the results you want. But everybody has off days, and I think when people realise that and that not people who compete and people who are up at the top, they still have bad days. Like they don't get their best session done every single day after the other. Like nobody does that. So, but I think a lot of people think you have to do that. So, so like when you talk about kind of like the sessions and stuff like that, about the nothing like you're not going to be able to go 100% for every session. I think I saw something like out of 10 sessions, two or three are going to be amazing, two or three are going to be crap, and the rest of them are going to be kind of amateur or kind of like in the middle. <laughs> and I think that's what people need to kind of like, I think what you said about there having off days, I think too many people struggle with that kind of off day feel yeah they feel like when they have an off day it's almost a permission to as paul dermody would say press the fucking button yeah 
with their with their food with their mentality and it's it, it does it's not gonna like there's not gonna be a switch in your head about how to get rid of that kind of perfect mentality it's going to take a little bit of time and yeah. i think oh it's it it's it's definitely because it's a complete mind shift mindset shift um so i think if, if you're a person that is like a perfectionist or that's used to having very good you know adherence and very good training sessions and stuff it is kind of hard to accept that like oh maybe i can't do that every day um and you do need to work at it and it won't happen overnight but it does happen um and it yeah I think it's also being kind of a little bit kinder to yourself. Yeah, hundred percent. Because I, I'd be, I'd hold my hands up. I'm quite hard on myself. Um, when it comes to like the business side, the training side, and stuff like that. But it, like the only thing I can say is like a little bit of like empathy towards yourself goes a very, very long way. It may not what you do over time is going to benefit you more than what you do for a sprint in like two or three weeks. Yeah. Um, because exactly. anyone can, anyone can lose weight in four weeks. but they may not be able to adhere to it over the long term um you've spoken about your training there a good bit and your nutrition and stuff like that how did you get your mindset away from going on a bulk because i like as a lad i struggle with it as well as soon as you start start to lose a little definition yeah you're kind of like you kind of freak out um how did you kind of cope with that as as a lady yeah, so this is actually something that I got asked a lot the last few months. Um, and I think because I was just documenting it as I went. And, like, it was the first time that I'd spent that long on that high calories. Um, but I I definitely know it's something people struggle with after a show, as in, like, they're, they're gone from super shredded to normal. Like, they're not fat, they're normal. Um, so I, I think after my first prep, I was so interested in what happened when you did it the right way i i just i loved the process i loved the science behind it and i I just wanted to understand it so i think when i'm learning things i'm and i understand things i'm a lot more comfortable with them and i think a lot a lot of people are like that you know like if you're just putting on weight and you don't understand why or you don't understand that that's normal then you freak but if you actually want to learn and like understand it then it's not as daunting um but with the bulk so i am hoping to move into the figure category the next time i compete so like those girls are big like they are big um so i had to accept that i had to get big and not you know big fat but like i was it's harder to look leaner when you're even at the same body but i think with that kind of muscle underneath because you as a girl like it's pretty blocky you know because if you're not shredded and you can't see all of those like muscles it I think can be a little bit hard to be like oh I just I'm quite large like I'm I'm really tall so that was a worry for me because I was just like oh my god Gary you need to get bigger because I need to get bigger and you know I can't be standing beside you but I think when people are going on a bulk or um, increasing calories and stuff like that. Number one, you need to be in a good spot before you start that. So like body fat can't be too high when you're starting because then that's just recipe for disaster. But I think that you need to realize that like in fat loss, you have an end point and you have an end goal um, and there's a process to get there. And when you, when that goal is strong enough and when like me, I'm, I know, right. I need to look like, 
you know, this girl to get on stage and, you know, hold my own. So I am willing to go through that progress and put, you know, put on excess weight and all of that type of stuff to get to that end result. Um, I'm totally fine with that. Am I going to look shredded next year? Absolutely not. On my holidays, am I going to look shredded at Tomorrowland? No. Like, and I think that you you need to accept that. So as soon as you accept that, okay, I'm going to have to maybe not look 100% on my journey to get to that point, but I am going to look 100 times better after I've put in that time and effort and, you know, stuck the course and got to my goal it was worth it that's what i that's the way i I tell myself do you struggle with the whole comparison element to it because i does not i don't think i don't think it doesn't matter what stage you're at if it's gonna go on a diet or if it's going up on stage or doing a photo shoot you're kind of always checking in on what other kind of people are doing especially everyone does it Everyone does it. And like it's so funny because I obviously going from bikini um to figure I was like, oh god, looking back at old bikini photos, I'm like, no. <laughs> like I was just so tiny. And then so anything above that, I'm like, sure, I'm huge. And then I look at someone in figure and I'm like, ha <laughs> like, no. <laughs> um so yeah, I think uh everyone does it. It can be a good and bad thing. I love following people who I admire like they're still miles ahead of me in their physique and stuff but I try to look at it as like a goal and motivation to kind of get there rather than saying I'm never going to be good enough to stand beside that person or do you know I'm never going to be able to get to that point um and I was really guilty of it in my first prep looking at people and like saving you know uh progress photos and like oh god i'm not there like i'm not i'm leaning off and i'm i was so bad and then i realized like what you can't do anything about what other people look like like that's not in your control what's in your control is what you look like and what you can do and the work you're putting in and that's all that's all you can control you mentioned progress pictures there why do you think so many people are afraid to take them um and uh, I because people don't look people don't like what they look like when they're not as lean as they want to be. That's it. People don't like taking them when they don't like not seeing themselves at their best. So even I know at the end of my book, I was trying to get pictures to compare the other day and like send to my coach and I was like, I literally have none. Like it there was a handful. And I know myself, I just wasn't into taking pictures of myself at that time because like, I wasn't lean, I wasn't going to upload it. And now I'm like, yes, honey, you know, like taking the videos every day, loving it. Um, but then I'm raging because I don't have things to to look back on and see the progress. So even if you don't upload them, even if you don't show them to anyone, take the picture. And you will be so glad a few months down the line when you see the progress you've made. I just think they're so yeah. important. I know people don't like them, but like even don't you don't have to display them. It's you don't just take pictures for Instagram. Like they're just such a good indicator of progress. And I really love them like when people are like lacking motivation or whatever and I'm like, look where you were six months ago and look what you've done. You know, I think they're really good in that regard. 
Yeah, I think especially if you, as you said, your your motivation or your headspace isn't amazing and you're kind of looking through old photos and you compare the two photos from where you started to where you are now, there may not be a massive difference in two weeks. It depends what state of the journey yeah. you're on. But if you look back at, say, where you were six months ago, a year ago, and then compare the two and look back at the whole journey rather than just focusing on a chapter of it, I think that's that's a biggest thing that I've seen from working with people on a daily basis is they are always kind of looking back and say maybe yesterday's photo compared to where they are today. Yeah. Like I get my clients potentially take photos, try and get my clients to take photos every two weeks. Yeah. Um take the measurements every week. Um but even then there some can be reluctant because potentially scale has gone up. Yeah. As a lady, the fluctuations in the scales is one of those things that drives you guys up the wall. It also drives me up the wall as a coach trying to try to change the perspective. I think there's a lot of work to do and a lot of education to do and it has to start somewhere. I think it has to start in the schools somewhere because it's 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 quite scary how... Impacted people are. Yeah, and how much it lets the ruin their mood. Yeah their relationship with themselves, relationships with yeah. others. How do you how do you have any advice for anyone to kind of cope with any scale fluctuations? Yeah, I like but also where it stems from, um people for yeah. years have done Slimming World and Weight Watchers and what was that? That was one weekly weigh in in the evening. Um and which you starved yourself for. Yeah, which you starved yourself for. And I watched my mum do that for years and she went up and down and up and down and like it was just such such a bad mentality to have and such an unhealthy um relationship with the scales and like basically saying well you're not good enough if you didn't lose anything that week like how dare you susan who has no qualifications say that like would you go away um so it just drives me nuts and i love showing people that there are so many different ways of monitoring progress scales like, have you eaten loads of carbs the day before? Have you been able to go to the bathroom? Have you eaten, have you drank loads of water? Have you eaten salt? Like, have, there are so, have you trained legs? Like, there's so many, have you got a period? Like, there's so many things that people don't realize have a massive impact. And the minute you explain that to them, they're like, oh, you know? And if you're only weighing yourself once a week, you, you don't know what you were the rest of the week. Do you know so like yeah. you could have been a kilo lighter you could have been a kilo heavier like they just fluctuate so much especially in girls so that's why i love the measurements and love the photos and clothes like they matter so much i know like i'm the same weight now as i was this time last year completely different body so like why would i care about scales why would i even like why there's like you know, I think when you read that, no, like, there's no benefit to it. Like, I, the, the saying that I use is you don't go into a shop looking for a size 70 kilos, you go into a shop <laughs> looking for a size 8, 10, 12, 14, 16, 18. Body fat, one of these, please. Yeah, no, yeah, exactly, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I think it, it's it's mad, but I think, it, like, as we we're talking off air, sometimes it can be. Uh, interesting to hear from a more female perspective because sometimes a male can be a little bit harsh with their words. Yeah. Uh, and, I, as, and I've had messages like this over lockdown 
uh, from people saying that you'll never understand. And I'm like, I'm trying to understand, yeah. but I'll never understand what you go through. Yeah. So it's kind of like yeah. a double-edged sword that I'm trying to understand you, but then still the attacks are coming at me for trying to, like, it, it's, it's a lose-lose, you can't really. Can't win, can't win. You've mentioned there about kind of like about getting started and about getting started on your own journey. And I think a lot of people just are afraid to get started. Um, and about kind of like you've spoken about the secret of getting ahead is getting started. So why do you think so many people are afraid of even trying when they're trying to do anything really with kind of like weight loss in particular or potentially even trying to like change jobs which we spoke about at the very beginning? I think when you look at like it as a whole picture, it can get really daunting. So like if you break any kind of task down, it's a lot more manageable. So if you say, oh, Jesus, I need to get into shape, but like, you know, I've never trained, I don't know how to cook, I, oh, you know, you, you kind of nearly talk yourself out of it because of all of the reasons that you're, you know, you shouldn't do it and this type of stuff, but no one should, like, who, who wants to literally start from day one, no one should say, okay, I'm going to train six days this week, I'm going to meal prep like a boss, I'm going to drink five liters of water, I'm going to get 20,000 steps at once, like, stop like just you don't need to do that number one but also if you try to bite off more than you can chew and take absolutely everything on at once it's going to be too much it's going to overwhelm you and you're going to feel like giving up so why not say okay well this week I'm going to work on getting more active and getting my steps up and you know just general little easier habits to do or I'm going to drink more water or I'm going to do this that and the other and build on that then next week okay cool I'm going to eat more protein with every meal and I'm going to do two gym sessions and I'm going to you know build up to where you want to get to um and it's not half as daunting or half as overwhelming yeah I think you just need to start small it's kind of like that first of January syndrome that people are like, I've overindulged at Christmas. I am going to go to the gym seven times this week and I am going to have chicken and broccoli out every meal. You will probably last about one week. So yeah. what I always try to say to people is you are better off going to the gym two or three times a week for a month rather than going six or seven times in yeah. one week and continue doing that. And I think people underrate kind of walking. I think people don't rate it at all, even though... I think when people are in the gym, they think they're burning more calories than they actually are. Yeah. Even though I hate exercise as a way of burning calories, but the way it breaks it down, you're probably only burning, you're not burning that much when you're yeah. you're in the gym. Obviously, yeah. at the beginning of your journey, you're there, there may be more of you, and you may burn a little bit more uh, as you kind of get a little bit more leaner or whatever. There's less of you, so you become more efficient at it. But why do you think people are kind of underrate the walking side of things? don't know and I think actually like you pointed out um about training and calories burned and stuff I had a client recently like freak out they just couldn't train that week because they were on mental shifts and you know they were like oh my god what do we do like oh will I do a double session this weekend I'm like no like just no you're going to be doing crazy steps because of the job she's in and you know you're up early you're not going to be recovered right you're not going to be rested right like just a, a five or seven days off training isn't gonna do anything like anything but I think people have this association with training to burn calories and I'm like 
not really. Um, I don't know why people underrate walking. I I increased my steps in ISO just for something to do because I was so bored. So I just walk around the block and walk a different way and walk to a different coffee shop. And um, I went through ISO and it was perfectly fine. Just got the steps up and I, I don't know I why people underrate it. Like if you think about it, like that's what people used to do to exercise, you know? walking was a thing i've had clients who haven't gone to the gym and they've just solely gone on walks and they've lost 25 kilos like it's 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 not really what you're like the activity and stuff like that is great for the mental health and that's why i train yeah and especially if you're getting fresh air we've no idea what's coming ahead of us in ireland like october november here is going to be bleak it's going to be dark anyway yeah so people potentially won't want to go out for walks so you might as well try to enjoy it while you can but i think some people find it boring they just yeah. are also afraid to be with their headspace. Like if your headphones die, people are almost like kind of freak out. <laughs> or else you forget your headphones. You're like, you know when you're in the gym and forget your headphones or the bar, the beer, yeah. that, that double beep, the yeah. battery goes, you're like, oh, now I have to talk to myself. Yeah. People are afraid of that kind of thing. Um, like and being it's, in their I own think, head and having to like actually think thoughts. <laughs> Yeah, th- thoughts. Yeah, exactly. So what are those? I think that I think that has to be. I think that's one thing that has come out of lockdown. I think a lot of more people have have had to cope with that. Yeah. Um, and I think a lot more people potentially have got a little bit more uncomfortable with that because they haven't they put they pushed stuff down yeah. for so so long. Yeah. And then it's just a rust. I think we've all had those dips, and we've all had those kind of like epiphanies and stuff like that during lockdown. I definitely had. I was. I, for two weeks, I was in my head and may as well have put up my own arse. But it, it's it's just one of those things. Like walking is so, so good. If you have a dog, bring it for a walk. If you have a child, bring it for a walk. If you have a friend, bring it for a walk. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's so good. I, so like, I sometimes I'll go out on and listen to a podcast. Um, and it doesn't even have to be about fitness or nutrition. Like, just a completely random one with a random guest. And just take your mind off you know your day but then I, I was walking on maybe it was my headphones was dead one day and I was like just walking along the river and I was like this is so relaxing like this is so nice like my head was so clear it was just like nothing you know it was just like no worries no it was just great you just feel fab after yeah. a walk Sometimes, like, you, you kind of look at the, like, you've been, oh, you've done Asia and stuff like that, and those people have, some of them haven't got an awful lot, but yeah, they're the happiest people in the world. The happiest. And I think. I was in Bali happy, just like, after the, um, the tsunami that time, remember? And I went on to the Gili Tea Island, and it was flattened Shane there was nothing like the buildings were gone the people were just living in huts like with people on the side of the road trying to trying to fix bits and bobs and nobody was in you know in awful form everyone was just getting up getting it done they you know like they were just happy to get back to normal they were just like yeah we're outside sunny you know we can get by I'm like the sun definitely has a massive impact that definitely has a massive massive that vitamin that vitamin d definitely has a massive factor um i I like i went to myanmar which is old burma Burma, uh, a few years ago and we did like a three-day trek and you had to stay with families at the middle and 
during the nights. They had no electricity, no nothing. They'd be asleep by six o'clock. Unreal. You would be up at like say five or six to help them out or whatever. These people had nothing. And my birthday was when we were over there. They made me a cake out of whatever they had. The kids had no toys, but what the kids did was they got like a beetle, stuck a piece of string to the beetle, and the beetle would try to fly away, and it was like a balloon. I was like, I was like, this is the greatest. I was so fascinated by this, and here's me, a thirty-year-old man, fascinated by like what a six-year-old kid is doing with a piece of string. And you're like, sometimes you just have to adapt to your surroundings and try to act like that. That was the first time that with this is gonna sound so cheesy for like eight forty in the morning, but it was the first time you ever saw or ever saw like a the stars in the sky because there was no lights. Yeah. No artificial lighting. Yeah. I was something like so, so calm about just kind of chilling there, listening to the crickets or whatever it was in the background. I think too many people are kind of like being pulled left, right and centre. Um, and that is my rant. Um, yeah. But some people maybe... are afraid to switch off like that as well. I love that. Like I love being forced into stuff like that. Um, that you just have to appreciate what you're kind of in and what's around you. Yeah, I'd be, I would sometimes fall into the whole thing of struggling to switch off. Yeah. Like I went on a staycation and I struggled a lot to turn off. Yeah. Uh, it, it, it's, yeah, you're like, yeah. 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 I think it was like, <laughs> yeah. I think everyone was like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, exactly. What is a holiday? Uh, Maeve, I cannot thank you enough for uh, coming on. We've gone off. I, I sent you over questions. I don't think we've asked. I've yeah. asked many of them. Um. Where can people work with yourself? Where can people find you on social media? Oh, yeah. So my Instagram is prettyprincess underscore fitness or my coaching page is PPF coaching. Um, and then you can go to prettyprincessfitness.com and there's more info there and my ebooks and bands and stuff are on there as well. Awesome, guys. Maeve, I cannot thank you enough for coming on. Guys, if you've enjoyed the episode at all, please do tag Maeve and I up on your story and leave a review up on iTunes. Maeve, thank you so much for coming on. That has been amazing. Hopefully that has helped someone along their, their journey. I've now, I've literally been taking notes and scribbling everything since we were <laughs> chatting. So thank you so much for coming on. Thanks so much for having me, Shane. It was a great chat.